Welcome to We Don't Cook on Fridays. We're not cooking today and neither should you. Oh, God. And that's how we know we're out of practice. We should probably double check that we're actually recording. <laughs> Can you check hear your me? microphone? Check your microphone. <laughs> testing, testing, testing. That was first try. You're coming out of the microphone. That's pretty good. That, that is pretty good for us. That is that is one year into around because we're going to hear it. One year into podcasting. We are one year into podcasting. <laughs> we're still doing. <laughs> are, are we are we even recording? Is is the microphone on? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is where we're will at. that ever change? I don't think so. I don't it's think part so. of the brand at this point. People would be disappointed if we could like figure it out and just they wouldn't even recognize what podcast you're listening to no. if we sounded professional. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know what? I actually was away for the past couple of weeks and I was looking for like casual listening podcasts. I was honestly in the car for a long drive with my partner and I was like, let's put on a podcast. And he's like, oh, this is a really great one about stocks. And I was like, absolutely. Immediately. No, absolutely (laughs) not. I was like, oh, here's some really like easy listening ones, but I'm kind of bored of the vile files, which I didn't think that I was going to be, Mm. but if you guys know me, I love the Vile File podcast, but I only like the segments one where the Love is Blind characters are on it <laughs> or two where it's like they ask Nick and like these people call in with these complex relationship problems. But Nick Vile is like getting a little bit too big for for me. I was going to say the same thing, you know, because he comes up on my TikTok for you page like literally every day and it's reaching a point where it's like, OK, like you're being a little harsh now, like you're being it's it's not it. It's not the right move. I know. Also, like, what privilege are you coming from in your experience there, man? Yeah. You know? Yes. And yeah. And like he in one of the most recent episodes, he was like, people call in and like, I like to think I give really good advice. And I was like, you know, what? I liked modest Nick, but I don't like this Nick. So no, he's like coming full circle because I really, really hated him the first time he was on The Bachelor. Like I followed Nick Vile's whole journey. And I know you're not a Bachelor gal, but you've you've fallen into the Vile yeah. Files niche. And I hated him on his first two seasons of The Bachelorette. He was there twice. And then he kind of had this redemption arc on Paradise. And then they were like, you know what? People are people are rooting for Nick now. So we're going to make him The Bachelor. And I didn't mind him. And then Vile Files started and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm into this. He's coming full circle. Yeah, I agree. Except for if you do get a chance, I would listen to the episode with Shane from Love is Blind. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he throws some shade. Okay, so I haven't listened to the episode yet, but I have seen TikToks about it. Classic. Um, and like I've TikTok? seen, I saw it on TikTok. I've seen the like response videos of people being like, no, Natalie actually has said all of these things. And like, he Shane is just bullshitting and it's yeah he's clearing his name he's on his own redemption tour right now but I also anyways. don't know if this is real but I saw a thing on Facebook and just like scrolled by it apparently Shake is going to be hosting Love is Blind and I uh I might have seen that on April Fool's Day now that I think about that that would make I, sense yeah that would be like very interesting show for sure yeah, he would call people out, but I just feel as though. I mean, I see the, the part of Shake that's like, this is a reality show, guys, like, let's live out of this bubble. And like, this is a little bit ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't agree with how Shake spoke about women in any. Oh, yeah. Case. Shake is like a shitty person. Sorry, I'm getting a little fast and loose here with the swearing. Sorry, Mish. He's awful. He's an awful person. 
but he does he does he's aware of his reality he's aware of the situation he's in yeah okay on another note one other media topic and contrary to assholes like shake lizzo's big girls show i haven't watched it yet well watch it because i'm empowered i'm at the gym shaking my booty i'm literally listening to like spanish music and usually i'm listening to spanish music like quietly in the corner but like i am vibing and like i listen to lizzo now and i'm like i love you like i, I love you love lizzo yeah love so if you love lizzo watch that show because it's incredible um and it's like a competition show for to basically become a backup dancer for lizzo but it's a competition show. And she's like, I have spots for everyone. You just have to show me that you want to be here. So it's not like I'm going to tear this girl down, you know? Yeah. I love that. What streaming service is that one on? I believe it's Amazon prime. Okay. I'll just Promo write that code. Down. We don't cook on Fridays. Just, just joking. <laughs> um, okay. But Laura, there's one other thing that I need to talk about before we get into this. Yes. Do you want to hear the story? I would love to hear the story. <laughs> Also, what's up with you? Like, do you want to share any major updates? Um, yeah. The big update in my life is I have started medication for anxiety and depression. Um, so we're working through that. We're working through kind of the first few weeks of being on that. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> and reach out to Lauren because starting a medication is not easy. <laughs> Let me tell you. Well, it's actually, it's great. Honestly, sometimes I am walking my dog in the forest and I'm smiling so aggressively, like aggressively. And I'm like, is it me or the medication? I don't know. Um, so I hope that Probably happens sounds. to you. Thank you. It could be sunny. It could be the forest, but I'm genuinely smiling from ear to ear. And I'm like, is this really me? I don't know, but I'll take it. Um, speaking of medication, the only reason that I got through this day was because I was on medication. <laughs> I am on medication. Um, and now I think, I think I should do something a little bit more intense when I'm going to the airport. Yeah. You know, (laughs) having traveled with you, I would not disagree with that. Something that just like really lets me exit the mind, but still move my legs (laughs) is what I need. Um, next time we travel, we'll like weekend at Bernie's you, and I'll just like put you on my back and like hope that no one stops us at at customs. I need to be pulled through with a wagon. Yeah. Context everyone. I have severe airport anxiety. I am not afraid of flying when I'm on the flight. Couldn't care less. Like we're going through turbulence. It is what it is. I have no control. Going to airports gives me crippling anxiety. I don't know how else to describe it. I constantly think I'm going to miss my flight. I'm never going to make it to the gate. Like I'm going to have like something in my bag that I didn't pack myself. There's just so many things running through my mind. (laughs) Cut to my partner and I are going to Florida to visit for, for my family vacation. And we're flying out a day later other than, other than our, my family flew out the day before. And they're like panicking about the flight. They're like, you have to do X, X and X. And I'm like, relax. It's a flight to Florida. Like we're going to be fine. And this is a totally new mentality for me because <laughs> yeah. I genuinely Talking. love being at the airport. Like I love having my devices as charged as ever possible. Like iPad, Apple watch, like what do I need my Apple watch charged for, but I'm charging it at the airport. Um, so anyways, my partner was working like a ton of hours prior to our trip. So I was like, oh, we'll just like sleep in. We'll, we'll be at a hotel near the airport and then we'll roll up. Um, yeah. So we got to the airport and they're like, you, you missed your flight. The cutoff is 90 minutes to get on the flight. And you arrived like we were arrived ridiculously late amount in hindsight. Like, I think we arrived around like 630 and we were boarding at 710. <laughs> 
I literally cannot even fathom this. The parking shuttle guy passed us. So that was one thing. We probably should have just parked at the airport at that point, cut the losses. Um, And I am literally dry heaving. His flight attendant told me that I missed my flight and I'm dry heaving. Like, you know, the bands that they keep, like the traffic control, like for a line, I'm holding on to it, bent over. My my partner's like, never seen me like this. He's like, do you need help? And I'm like, no, we just need to get on a flight. Just ride it out. And uh, anyways, the flight attendant's like, you can just use these white phones and they'll rebook you. And I am distraught. Like my partner has to talk to them and they're like, it's going to be a thousand dollars each for you to fly down today. <laughs> Still absolutely distraught. But anyways, we found a better deal, but we had to wait in the airport for like 12 hours. So moral of the story is always check into your flight. Did not know that was relevant. Did yes. not. That's like uh, the relevant key point to flying is checking into your flight. Why? I didn't know why. I don't honestly either i just well now i do know why they sell your ticket if you don't check in they sell your ticket they're just like they're not coming so anyone that's sitting on standby will get your ticket <laughs> anyone so, who has questions about why you need to check into a flight early reach just out to do Andy. it and honestly i started it like midday the day before and i was like this is a lot of work i'll just do it later then we went to the keg we got a lot of bread at the keg because obviously you get two loaves of bread because you're like keep it coming it's free and then we passed out and then we woke up at five and missed our flight that is awful i know (laughs) but we made it we made it through also airport lounges like if you have the bougie lounge pass when i went to aruba at christmas i really just like i got so lucky going to Aruba with my friend's family because they were like, yeah, we're going in the lounge. We're doing this. I'm like, this is the way I always have to travel at this point. Like, I can't go back. I can't go back to not having lounge access. I love the lounge access. And even if it's like a really crappy lounge, I just love being in there. But there was this young 15 year old who had clearly lost her passport. (laughs) She was like, hey, just uh, asking, like, have you guys seen a passport in this area? And we're like, no, we haven't. And you could see like her whole family was looking for a passport. And I was like, you know what? That's a worse day. That is worse. worse. That is worse for sure. So any hoozles, that is my update. If anyone was wondering what we've been up to for the last three months, not podcasting, it's been missing flights and taking names. Yes, exactly. Not making friends as an adult, which is what we're talking about today. (laughs) Ironically, the topic. Ironically, we have not been making friends, but. We're no. going to pretend like we have been so that we can give you advice. Exactly. How how have you made friends as an adult, Lauren? Let's just talk about how hard it is first off. When you're in university and all of your friends are in the exact same boat as you, like, and you know, you're all on the same schedule. Well, and you're really all like living on the friends. same street as each other. And it's like, you just walk into your own house and you're like, oh, hello, you don't live here, but welcome. Like they're just in your home. Yeah. Like, do you want to go get a burrito? It's so easy. Yeah, you can always assume that people are going to be down to do whatever you want to do because it's just like you have no responsibilities except like school. It was so easy. And like everyone wanted to make friends and you were all living in the same town. And then all of a sudden you're like looking around and it's 10 years later, not 10 years later. We're not that old, but it's however many years later. And you're like, all of my friends are spread across this province. And like you fall out of touch with some people. And then all of a sudden you're like, who do I hang out with on a Saturday afternoon? Yeah. And then you just start to fall in love with your own company and you're like, I don't even need and then, friends. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't even you, need and, people. Yeah. Then you start taking yourself out on dates and you're like, I literally could survive by myself and would be totally fine. 
yeah, just me and my therapist, we'd be fine. <laughs> Literally. Um, I totally agree. And also you grew up in a small town too. And when you grow up in a small town, there's no like making friends It's survival. Like you, yeah. <laughs> you have to be friends with the eight kids in your class. That's your only option, yeah. you know? Yes. I mean, I think you had more options than I, but I genuinely only had eight people in my class. Yeah, no, I definitely had more options than that. But like, I also have always struggled to like make friends with people my own age. I'm like drawn to old people, <laughs> like literally like 85 year old women. So it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah, it is hard. So we're coming at this not as experts. Lauren and I just kind of wanted to explore the topic, maybe talk about how difficult it can be. And when you are in a new city and you're trying to make friends, you really got to try. That's the yeah. thing. That's the key word there. You got to try, especially during a pandemic. Like, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you trust that these people are not seeing you as dealing other people? And then also the pandemic trauma where you just genuinely start to love your own, tr- your own company. And then all of a sudden everyone's out and about and you're just like, oh, I missed that boat. I missed it. <laughs> Wait, where was my invite, everyone? Like, did, do- did you guys? I was late to that boat as well. I just missed it. <laughs> they were like, "You missed the boat. You can't get on the next one. You can pay one thousand dollars to get on on the boat today." I would. They're like, "No, nah, I'm just going to cut my losses." Yeah. Um. One of my favorite things, though, is I was living in Kitchener, and it was like my first, probably my, I don't know, it was the summer of living there, and I think I moved in in June, so it was relatively soon when I moved in, or relatively quickly after. Um, and there was a friend, well, not a friend at the time. She was just like a person taking her dog out for a poop. And I was like, Oh, that's a really cute dog. And it was just this little like Havanese. He was so cute. And I genuinely did not know this woman at all. Like did not know her at all. And she was telling me like what she did for jobs and like how she was in and out of the house. And I was like, if you ever need someone to like go into your apartment and check on your dog, like I'm more than happy to. And she's like, yeah, of course. And I was like, I genuinely knew nothing about this woman, but I was like, yeah, of course I'd, I'd be friends with you. You look young, hip. I would talk to you. Um, anyways, we ended up being good friends and dog walking friends. So that's one A, but well, you ended up like taking her dog to the dog hospital. Yeah. 5am. We yeah. had to go pick him up. Like we, I, I ended up being pretty dedicated to this woman, but in hindsight, I was just like creepily telling her like, yes, don't, don't worry. I'll, I'll always let your dog out. Like I'm literally available all the time. <laughs> literally. Yes. Call me, beat me. If you want to reach me because I'm at home. <laughs> Cause I will be here. You can beat me at any time. I live here. I sleep here. I eat here. I work here. Yes. Um, anyways, the other thing is through like relationships, you know, when you're like Mm -hmm. dating someone or you're seeing someone and they invite you and they, you like meet their friends. Yeah, no, I've never had that. (laughs) I was thinking like, you know, I was like, that's not ever happened before. No, the one ex-boyfriend that I met his friends, I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I would choose to be friends with these people. I don't know if I would choose to be around them. And it was just kind of that like necessary evil where like I'd show up and he'd be there. And I'm like, well, Hi. <laughs> hey. Hey. Um, I, f- I feel like I do make friends with my partner's friends as long as I like them, obviously, and their girlfriends. But the thing is, when you break up, it's very awkward. It's like you were really close to this person and then they're like dead to you, essentially. Yeah, and then you like aren't allowed to. Because <laughs> it's just kind of like it's pathetic if you reach out and you're like, hey, and you know that you're going to talk about like you know that you want to talk about your ex. So yeah. it's probably just easier to cut it all off. So yeah. be careful with that one. 
Yeah. Try not to get too, too close. Sucks. I have gotten like, I have become friends with like my friends, significant others. That's been my entrance into that realm. But again, when they break up, it's like, okay, well now I got to unfollow you and unfriend you and everything. And you're kind of like, what a waste of time. Literally. Why did I put in the effort? (laughs) You could have put that in myself on a Saturday (laughs) night. (laughs) I'm only putting in the effort if it's a serious partner at this point. Yeah. Don't bother me with anyone that sends you leggings. (laughs) If you know, you know, um, I have made friends through serving jobs. I will be honest. I know you have this on here too, but like that is kind of like, or honestly just like part-time jobs in general. And I feel like my career job, because it's remote entirely, like I have my work friends and love them. Great to chat with during the day, but like, obviously we can't go out on the weekends or whatever, but serving jobs and part-time jobs, I have met some great people who are really fun and I have a lot of fun with. You're all kind of in the same lifestyle as well. Um, which does make it quite easy. I think, um, another way I feel like is reconnecting with some of your fringe friends, like really putting yourself out there yes. a little bit further. <laughs> like a little bit, you know, you, maybe you met them once or twice, or they're really good friends with one of your friends mm-hmm. is reaching out and being like, Hey, do you want to like go grab a coffee or grab pizza or something? Yes. And really forcing yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Or like someone like, so there's someone who comes in to my serving job now who like, I haven't even done it yet, but I've like mentally been like, I'm going to do that. But we were friends in like elementary school. And then like, we always chat while I like bring her beer. And so now I just want to be like, Hey, do you want to like go for a beer sometime? Because like, I've or like, Hey, do you want to come over and sit with me? Hey, and watch you some Bravo? Come, do you want to come pet my dog? I'll pet <laughs> yeah. your dog too. Like okay, that's the whole thing though. Getting a dog makes it a lot easier to meet people. Yeah. In my experience, yes. I feel like I'm like in between. I really hate when people pet Sunny when I'm walking him, but yeah. I also like like meeting people at the dog park, meeting people at dog training. Poppy just had dog training. Was there any candidates to be friends there? So Poppy's dog class is me and four moms. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> so I no, mean, it's possible. I could, I could definitely become friends with them. Maybe they have children that they're like, oh, this girl has a cute dog. You should go for a dog walk with our dog too. But no, it's me and four moms. And then you also realize, you know, we're turning 27 this year. They could probably be the same age as us. <laughs> we could. Like, it doesn't seem that far-fetched. <laughs> I know. I've seen this like meme where it's like, I'm sorry, I'm 27. I can't get married. I can't be a child bride. I can't. No. No. Or the meme that's like, or the TikTok that's, I'm 27. I have no, what is it? Like, I have no prospects and I'm already a burden to my family. <laughs> you know that one? I feel like it's from like the other Boleyn girls or something. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The other one that I genuinely always find, and I never actually act on it, but when I find like niche Facebook marketplace finds <laughs> and I'm like vibing with the person, <laughs> this person will be like a great person to be friends with. I've never acted on it, but I've definitely stalked them. To okay. The, point the, where next I'm like, time, yeah. the next time that you feel that way, can you please do it. Just I will. Even if it's strictly for the podcast. There was this one girl where we had to delay my pickup because she was away for a bit and she was like sending me pictures of her dog and I I was sending her pictures of Sunny like it was a back and forth communication and then it kind of just stopped after the purchase and I was I was a little disappointed. I thought maybe she would message me after but she didn't. It's all right. It was just business to her. <laughs> It's just a transaction. <laughs> just a transaction. She's just keeping me on the hook. <laughs> um, 
one other way that has worked very well for me is to have your friend start a book club and ask you to be part of it. Shout out Shout to Justin Carly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, Lauren. We did set up one. We set up that book club because we wanted to do something during the pandemic. But I was like, Lauren needs more friends that live in Cambridge because that was before I lived to Cambridge in mm-hmm. Cambridge. And we thought Carly would be a great fit. And then the Panini just didn't really allow us to meet until deep into our friendship. Deep into the friendship and right before I moved out of Cambridge. <laughs> yeah. But I think like those are the kind of ways I feel like I made some friends during dog training. It's very hard. Like, honestly, if you hadn't made friends in university or high school, it's going to be hard for you to make friends now. But, <laughs> but I don't give up hope. <laughs> it could be your turn one day. <laughs> you have to put yourself out there. And that's the thing. Here are some of our tips. <laughs> what is this flow? I haven't done this in so long. I don't even know what to say anymore. No, we're out of practice. Um, <laughs> okay. We have a list of tips that we had to look up because neither one of us knows how to do this. So we could come on here and be like, I'm an expert. I've made this really great group of girls. (laughs) I'm like the people that I hang out with are the same people I hung out with in high school in in Sarnia. Yeah. The people that I live with are the people that I've been hanging out with literally my entire life. Also, let's not shame that game. You know, I don't love hanging out with groups of people. I genuinely get so overwhelmed if there's more than four people. I don't know what to talk about. Oh, yeah. Honestly. I'm much better one-on-one. When I get into a group setting, I get really weird and I just like don't really know what to say. So I like make these little like one-off comments and that's my only contribution to like the conversation. I also feel like not to be like this and you're welcome to cut this part out, but I feel like in larger group settings is typically when you can find Lauren as drunk as possible. Yes, because I get so <laughs> anxious of like, because I know I'm going to say this one random thing that it's just like, girl, like you did not need to contribute that. And then I get so anxious about it that I just get so drunk that I'm like that people are like, look at that drunk girl in the corner. Yeah. Or you're at a party and you're like, I haven't talked in half an hour. I should probably contribute something. Then you say something and you're like, I didn't really add anything to that. That didn't land. Like (laughs) people just kind of stared at me and then like went back to their other conversation. And you're like, I will do six shots now. I got it. I have to go. I'm bi- I'm booked solid. Actually, I got to go do these <laughs> shots. Um, okay. This is one thing and I've never done it, but I feel like you probably could um, when you're in a new city and I probably should have done it when I was living in Toronto. Now I see all these TikToks of girls in Toronto and I'm like, we could have been friends. We mm. could have been friends. Yep. Um, but Bumble friends apparently is a pretty good way to meet people in new I cities. I've heard that also. Also Bumble in a dating, you know, it's good to just hang out with new people. Yeah, so. I have made friends from dating apps. A lot of the time I just meet awful people, but like <laughs> I have met some like people that I've kept in touch with. Really? I think so. Like people that you would say, hey, do you want to go to the movies as a friend? With oh, me? God, no. No. <laughs> just like people that are my like message. If there's no one else to talk to. There's also a difference between in-person friends and virtual friends. Yes. I genuinely don't have any capacity for more virtual friends at this point. I'm booked. <laughs> I, I have no more room on my, my calendar. Yeah. I only need in-person friends. Yeah, that is fair. We've been kind of virtual friends lately, though. Well, you are originally an in-person friend, so it's different. Okay, thank God. I don't want to meet more people virtually, okay? <laughs> okay. Don't sign me up for a virtual mixer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, noted. Writing it down. Um, I think the one big thing is you have to be open to putting yourself out there though. Like it is, it's very hard, but you do have to like kind of go in 
blindly confident and just be like, yo, I'm new here or I've lived here my whole life, but I have no friends left. Um, want to go for a drink or want to get coffee and like actually make plans. Don't be like, let's get coffee sometime. And then you never discuss it again. Or like <laughs> thinking about all the weird things. If you meet a new person, don't be like, yeah, let's go grab coffee. Be like, let's go at 10 a.m. on Saturday at Monogram. <laughs> <laughs> and if you show up, I'll know it's for real. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, you, you do have to put yourself out there. I think one thing that I should get better at is taking my headphones out at the gym. There are some <laughs> girls that I was like, I could be friends with you. Like, I think yeah. we could vibe. Um, but I never take my headphones out. I was telling Lauren before this, my daily social interaction, like face-to-face communication is when I go to the gym and the guy says, good morning, Andrea. And I've told my partner, I'm like, this is basically my only social interaction to the point where he's actually envious of that person. And I'm like, you don't have to be jealous. Like, this is my only time I talk to someone in person. <laughs> Why is this getting so sad? <laughs> we need to find you some in-person people. <laughs> I have in-person people. It's just, I kind of like spending time alone. I know it's hard. It's really hard to like balance that. And on a week on like on the weekend, for sure. I'm seeing a ton, a ton. (laughs) I have so many friends. I don't need to make any new ones. But during the week after work, like thinking about going out with people. Oh God, no. After Zoom fatigue. No, I don't know. No, when I'm done my work day, I am like horizontal immediately. I am immediately horizontal. Butter me up. I'm toast. (laughs) Just me and Poppy where I. Oh, she's literally sitting here staring at me. Um, okay. We did say accepting invitations from friend trends as well. I think my cousin tried to set me up with like a friend that she had while I was living in Toronto and you just have to say yes. You just have to say yes. Try it. See how it goes and go from there. Um, the other thing is like your coworkers can be your friends. I think the thing to keep in mind here though, is that careers progress, you know? Yeah. So that coworker that could have been your bestie might end up becoming your boss. So just like be mindful <laughs> of the relationship that you're going to build with your coworkers. Yeah. Like, like for me, again, that's like where my part-time job coworkers are more of the people that I spend my time socially with versus the people that like I talk to all day and like I would consider us friends, but it is different. Yeah, exactly. Virtual friends. Um. Uh, Sorry, I'm, I've got this tickle in my throat today. Just a little tickle. Just a little tickle. Hopefully it's not COVID. COVID. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, I got I got myself some some rapid tests, though. So Nice. You feel now I know. like... Now I feel like I can face the world. Invincible with yeah. rapid tests. Yeah. Um, find an activity. Volunteer. Sign up for things. Join a group. Find things that interest you so that you'll hopefully find people that have the same interests. The problem is for me is my interests are that of old ladies. But like I said, I'm drawn to those types of people. So maybe that's just where my destiny is. Do you want to go further on that? Or is that something you'd like to discuss later? Um, no, I mean, I, most of my hobbies are solo hobbies, but like anytime I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go try this. It just ends up being me and like five other people that are like, in their 70s and above 
like the time I signed up for a photography class and everyone was 70 plus mm-hmm. and I was just, literally, I only signed up to make friends. Um, so sad. My life is really not that sad. Everyone. It's just <laughs> during the week. I have a hard time communicating with people after working hours. Yes. Um, I'm just trying to watch Bravo. And sometimes I feel like I work late and I don't really want people to see that side of me in person. Um, yeah. Getting a dog. Also great call. Like if you're lonely, what if you're lonely to get yes. a dog? Cause they're a great companion. And two, it just makes it a lot easier. You can go to dog parks. The amount of conversations that I have about other people's dogs is insane. How old is your dog? What breed is your dog? Where did you get your dog? Do you love your dog? All these questions really open avenues of friendship. Yes. Honestly, Poppy has yet to go to the dog park because she's only just reaching around 10 pounds. So we were we were a little cautious. And also she hated the snow. So again, (laughs) we were a little cautious. But how could you not love a wiener dog? That's the thing. People just are always like, oh, my God, that's your dog is so cute. And I'm like, thank you. I know she's the best. And then they just like (laughs) want to talk about her. And I'm like, I've been waiting my whole life for this moment for people to talk about my dog. My dog. My dog. <laughs> um, I also think if you're doing something, one, okay, if you're doing something and you want to meet new people, it can be very easy to be like, hey, to your like sibling, do you want to come do this with me? But sometimes push yourself to do it alone because then you, yes. you are forced to talk to someone new. Yes. Um, but on the other side, if you are thinking about doing something, it's okay to invite one of those fringe friends to do it with you. Like, let's yes. say you want to do a dance class or you want to do like a hot yoga class. Like you can ask people to come with you. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully that doesn't hinder if you're going to go or not, if they say yes or no, but um, it's nice to invite people. And then ideally, you know, when they're doing something cool, they'll also think about inviting you. Yeah. That's a great tip. <laughs> great job. <laughs> great job. I also think like go to group events where your friends invite you, even if you only know like that one friend, because chances are if you're friends with that person, you'll hopefully like their friends. Maybe not, but hopefully fingers crossed. Even if you like a shot, it it really is. And like if you really hate it, you just Irish exit and go home and get a burrito and go in bed. But it's worth it. It's worth it to try. Yeah. I also think you can make friends via like social media again no space in my life for more virtual friends but personally but I think so don't reach out to Andy to be friends online (laughs) not only anyone ever does (laughs) I'm private um fiercely but I do think that you can engage with people maybe that are fringe of fringe friends on social (laughs) (laughs) yes I don't know Lauren I don't know how to make friends I'm just I'm pulling straws here Grasping at straws no honestly <laughs> I've seen people make TikToks of like hey I'm moving to Nashville and I know no one can you like who wants to go for a drink or who wants to like grab dinner with me or something like that and yeah. I'm like that's bold but like honestly you probably would meet some cool people like you'd meet yeah. some like spontaneous fun people who would be down for that kind of thing I think that's where like Bumble Friends comes back into yes. play though too you could do that you could do that on TikTok. It might not blow up in that same sense, but um, maybe you could do it on Bumble Friends as well. Just being like, hey, I'm literally brand new here. I don't know anyone. If you're looking for friends, I'm also looking for friends. Yes. So yes. that's true. No strings attached. <laughs> I think the other flip side of this lore is like, yes, we do have friends. Some of our, our friends, I would say my friends are pretty dispersed. Like, yes. Le- like I would say every other month they're moving to another place and I'm so happy for them. I'm happy for them. I'm sad for me. Happy for them. Yes. But 
obviously these people are still super important to me. We've cultivated a friendship. They're very important to me in my life, but maintaining friendships as an adult is also very hard, especially when you work like a nine to five or you're working full time and you're really tired at the end of the day. And all you want to do is like go to bed and watch Bravo. Yeah. That might be depression, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) maybe creeping in there again. (laughs) It's also the winter, everyone. Don't worry about me. Um, but yeah, like you're, you're working hard, you're paying your bills, you're living your life. You're trying to do everything for your mental health. It can be very hard to maintain friendships that are long distance or even friendships that are only like half an hour apart. Yes. Very true. Um, yeah, it's really hard. And I think it's just a matter of like making time for friends, but also being like really clear with them of, Hey, I still love you. You are still my, one of my people, but I'm exhausted and I don't have it in me right now but like I'm loving you from afar yeah exactly and just I think the role of of friends also evolves as you age yeah a lot like I think your expectations of friends when you're 18 or 19 is that they're going to be there with there with you every step of the way but Mm -hmm. I think your family becomes really important to you again like your siblings become like a different relationship like I have nieces and nephews that I want to spend most of my time with see them and then typically like as you age, you would get a partner where you're spending more time as well. If that's the route that you want to go, um, or you got a dog or you got a dog, you have other, other priorities in your life versus like when you're 18 or 19, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It definitely um, like shifts. It, yeah. Like, things ebb and flow completely. and where you want to spend your time Yeah, and your free time, especially if you are working a lot, you know, mm-hmm. where do you want to dedicate those hours that are going to recharge you? One thing that I do when I'm like actively journaling or like at least planning on my week, sometimes I'll set like micro goals and it'll say like, reach out to this person or call this person or just send in a check-in message. Um, and I find that those are really helpful to remind me like, Hey, just like check in with your friends. Things can like days can turn into weeks really quickly and weeks can turn into months. And you're like, Oh my God, I haven't talked to that person in so long. I Mm -hmm. should definitely check in. So it's good reminders to just have those. I also love the friends like we have a friend that just sent us dog bandanas, which is so yes. nice for our dogs and direct mail, like getting something fun from your friend can be a really good way for them to feel like they're thinking about you, mm-hmm. but they're still far away. And I, I don't know. I feel like that's always getting mail. That's not a bill. Yes. is, is so great. nice. <laughs> or something that you've sent yourself because you have an online shopping addiction. Yeah. It's so nice. And yes, I feel like people don't really talk about that all that frequently. No, um, and it like being being good friends with someone doesn't mean not now, Poppy. Turn it down. She did that in the middle of a meeting today. Um, yeah, being good friends with someone doesn't mean that you have to talk to them every single day, but it is like putting in the effort where you can and also communicating where you can't and just saying, like, I love you. Sending mail. I haven't seen you in a long time. Let's catch up this weekend if you're if you're available, kind of thing. Yeah. But like being intentional with that. I also find things like Snapchat group chats are very good for that too. Like I'm still involved in you in your life, but I feel like Snapchat, it doesn't feel like something you always have to respond to. It's if you have time and you're in the right headspace to be doing Like if I'm in a meeting, I'm not going to respond to your Snapchat, but it's like, Hey, I saw that photo of you. You know that I saw it. You know that I'm there, but you don't feel obligated to respond. No, and it's, it's more of like, 
it's more of like a fun thing on Snapchat too. It's not just like, Hey, here's this like serious text message or here I'm going to call you with like this situation that's going on in my life. It's just like, here's this random thing that I was doing on a Wednesday afternoon and I thought it was funny. So I'm going to send it to you. It's just, it, it is kind of like the light side of a friendship. Yeah. I feel like Snapchat group chats are very underrated mm-hmm. as how, how they kind of, they do keep you closer. Yes. And I feel more connected to people seeing like little glimpses of their life versus like a text message. Person. And like, I'll send like a video on Snapchat before I'll send like a voice text message. Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever sent a voice text message. No, no. But I love like a good long Snapchat story yeah. like, explaining something that's going on in my life. Yeah, yes. exactly. It's so brand. at the end of the day, Andy and I are not great at this, but we thought we'd open the conversation because it's hard making friends, making friends as an adult is really hard. Oh, I totally agree. Making friends is hard. Maintaining friends, making true friendships that you actually enjoy their company is really hard too. Um, But I think ultimately you just have to continue to put yourself out there. It's going to be okay. Making close friendships is a really great thing for you. I don't think that people value like friendships as much as they might value a relationship, but those, Mm -hmm. those friendships can be equally, if not more powerful in your life and lifelong as well. So definitely don't overlook the value of friendships in your life. Yes. Totally agreed. And on that note, Andy, it's time to go order some takeout. Oh, thank gosh. Never thought we'd get here. Never thought we'd get here, but we are back for how long who knows. Did we just like say this is season two? If we say it's season two, we have to commit. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Tell us what you want to freaking hear and we'll do our best. And even if we're not good at it, we will try. Maybe we should open up our brainstorming doc. We have content ideas. We will put a brainstorming doc in our link tree in our bio. Click on it. Add some things in there. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Or do we do like a Google survey or something? I'm open to either. Write it down. We'll figure it out. Put it in the drive. Okay. Okay. All right, Andy. Give me some nuts. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Okay. All right. Goodbye.